back with another episode of the Two Cents 20-Year-Old Podcast. I hope you are all having a happy and healthy Thanksgiving. So now let's talk about some money stuff. What? Yeah. First off, I never asked for this. I'ma go and grab my laser that I'll go and blast you with. You will go and start a war but say you are a pacifist. Can I log in? I don't back know. Back another episode of the podcast that teaches beginners the basics of personal finance. The podcast where I give my two cents on things you should be thinking about when it comes to your money. This is the Thanksgiving podcast episode. Um, I think I had an episode come out towards Halloween, so I don't think this is the first ever holiday episode, but, uh, you know, it's it's been a good morning just hanging out with the family, preparing Thanksgiving. I think we're going to, I don't know what time we're going to eat, probably around one or so. Um, and yeah, couldn't couldn't see our extended family because of COVID, but I think we're going to do a Zoom, Zoom meeting or something like that. Um, it should be exciting. I have to set my help my mom set up her zoom but um ever since the end of my freshman year of college i have pretty much been working non-stop through the week at my job so i get a lot of time to listen to podcasts uh because what i do is um i work in a greenhouse and i tend to produce that that we sell and um i'm starting to realize that my all-time favorite entrepreneur is jason calacanis uh, Jason Calacanis is an esteemed serial entrepreneur, angel investor, and podcaster on his show This Week in Startups, and a writer. That's what he calls him, or that's what he uh, listed himself as on his blog. Uh, Jason Calacanis came to my attention when I listened to a Gary Vaynerchuk podcast episode that was a throwback to a show um, Gary had done on This Week in Startups back in 2010. Uh, Gary and Jason talked about the beginning of the Web 1.0. Um, Jason's friendship with Elon Musk in the early Tesla days, uh, as well as listening to people um, when they called in and they had them pitch ideas to them and they gave them any uh, advice. This tangent that I'm going off is very off topic to what I wanted to talk about today, but uh, the reason I'm mentioning Jason is because of the respect that I have for them for him. He's one of, of those genius investors and entrepreneurs that absolutely created it from their own and continues to be a huge player in the startup space all the while sitting in the shadows and not drawing too much attention to himself. I respect that so much is unreal. Uh, and now that I'm done with my little revelation, I wanted to move on to the topic that I had today, which is going to be more of an opinion piece than my normal podcast episode. Today I'm going to be talking about cutting yourself some slack when it comes to not reaching your financial goals. I specify financial goals, but in reality this could be applied to any part of your life. Being too hard on yourself is one of those mindsets that in reality, should be a constructive thing, improving your mentality and not degrading it. Uh, but I would say that 45 to 50% of the time, this could be true to an extent. Putting pressure on yourself is often what drives people to complete what they have always wished and imagine that they could. Putting pressure on yourself can get you out of pits of fear and uncertainty because with that pressure comes conquering what you thought you couldn't and leading you to what you never imagined would be in your future. I mentioned Jason Calacanis earlier. He is a crucial example of having that pressure to succeed. He has created multiple businesses, a couple have failed or had to be furloughed. Uh, but when it comes to angel investing, you really only need one win. And one of his wins was putting $25,000 into Uber during the angel round, as well as Robinhood, the popular brokerage app. He obviously runs other companies and, and his successful podcast, but that's the whole point. Nothing stopped him ever. He was never so critical on himself that he thought it would just be easier for him to not even try. When it comes to financial goals like investing or saving a certain amount of cash per month, 
there might be some months where you won't invest or save as much because your expenses might abnormally be higher than most other months. This is not something for you to beat yourself up about. I struggle with this myself since I work an hourly wage job where I pretty much make up my own schedule. I want to optimize the time that I have between 5, 5.30 a.m. when I wake up to around 2.30 when I come home from work. The tricky part is that in the environment that I work, um, I try to work around 40 plus hours a week. Um, but those 40 plus hours aren't always guaranteed because maybe there's less produce that has to be purchased that week. Um, so seeing that I only worked 36 hours for the week is often frustrating because maybe there was a day or two where I wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it or I had a big exam due later. So I left an hour earlier than I use than usual so that I could finish that exam. But in the end, what is an additional $60 that I missed out on? I definitely uh, am not saying that this amount isn't anything to be wary over, but to me, it's about opportunity cost. What is the value of staying that extra hour and finding busy work to do when I could be spending that hour working on my legal environment of business essay? You could apply this to being stretched one particular month on your finances and not being able to save as much as you were hoping to because Maybe you did have that random chance expense that we talk about every so often that you weren't planning on, or maybe you spend too much on your family's Christmas gifts, so you couldn't get that $500 monthly Roth contribution, and you had to settle for maybe a $200 contribution. I asked my friend Chris over at Saturday Financial, at Saturday FNL on Twitter, about the topic of cutting yourself some slack when it came to your finances. Chris said, don't look back because that's not the direction you're headed. The mistakes one has made in the past don't matter except as learning experiences. So really internalize that quote because, I mean, it's literal gold. Mistakes one has made in the past don't matter except as learning experiences. The mistakes you made, you use those to learn so that way you don't make them again in the future, especially when it comes to your finances like with credit card debt or anything along those lines. So, Chris, thank you so much for the conversation that we had, and now I actually wanted to welcome you to the 98 Cent Club as the second official member. The 98 Cent Club is where I give my kudos to the people that helped me obtain more financial literacy, and Chris now has been inducted. So follow Chris on Twitter at SaturdayFNL for more insights like that. To conclude this episode, I wanted to dive a little deeper into the mindset of an overachiever. I've seen many in my days of high school, and I always wondered how they could handle all of it. In my school, we had international baccalaureate classes, and these kids had their schedule packed with them. So international baccalaureate or IB is pretty much like AP, um, but I think it's limited to, I don't know the specific number of high schools across um, the country, but I think it was like a special thing that our, school, our high school had. I'd, I took like three or four classes myself, but these kids had their schedule packed with them, and they often spent four to five hours out of school on homework plus whatever extracurricular activities they were doing. So that's an underrated grind, but one that I think was placed on them too, at too early of an age. Whether it's pressure from parents or pressure for scholarships to be the absolute best and uh, to be, you know, rank one, two, three in the class, it would usually turn into burnout or self-esteem issues, which I feel like is a little bit premature considering the fact that they're going to live another five lifetimes at the age of 18. In their eyes, there was no room for error. Everything had to be complete excellence or it was considered a failure. And you just can't do this to yourself with your finances. Keeping tabs on your finances is supposed to be empowering and improve your day-to-day life, not ruin your day if you forgot your lunch at home and had to buy a $5 sandwich. 
there's more to life than not being able to forgive yourself for spending $3 on coffee once a week. So cut yourself some slack. You'll thank yourself. And that is all I have for today. Once again, thank you to anyone who listened to this. And I hope you guys have a great holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. And I will see you again soon.